You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking about Yes, the Yes album. With me is our occasional special guest, Chris from Schaeferless Productions. Hello, hello everybody. And as always, we have Cade. What's happening in the haps? Isaiah. Hello. Jackson. Hi. Kay. Yo. Riley. Yes. And Romy. Hey. Uh, the Yes album is the third studio album by the English band Yes, released on February 19th, 1971 under Atlantic Records. It was uh, produced by the band and Eddie Offord and the genre is bubblegum bass. I'm sorry, it, I misread it. It's progressive rock. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm going to read the uh, all music review from Bruce Eder. On Yes's first two albums, the quintet was mostly searching for a sound on which they could build, losing one of their original members, guitarist Peter Banks, in the process. Their third time out proved the charm. The Yes album constituted a de facto second debut, introducing the sound that would carry them forward across the next decade or more. Gone are any covers of outside material, the group now working off its own music from the ground up. A lot of the new material was actually simpler, in linear structure at least, than some of what happened on their previous albums, but the internal dynamics of their playing had also all altered radically, and much of the empty space that had been present in their earlier recordings was also filled up here. Suddenly, between new member Steve Howe's odd mix of country and folk-based progressive guitar and the suddenly liberated bass work and drumming of Chris Squire and Bill Bruford respectively, the group's music became extremely busy, and lead singer John Anderson, supported by Squire and Howe, filled whatever was left almost to overflowing. Anderson's soaring falsetto and the accompanying harmonies attached to haunting melodies drawn from folk tunes as often as rock applied to words seemingly derived from science fiction, and all delivered with the bravura of an operatic performance, by the band as well as the singer, proved a compelling mix. What's more, despite the busyness of their new sound, the group wasn't afraid to prove that less could sometimes be more. Three of the high points were the acoustic-driven Your Move and The Clap, and the relatively low-key Adventure. The Yes album did what it had to do, outselling the group's first two LPs and making the group an established presence in America, where, for the first time, they began getting regular exposure on FM radio. Sad to say, the only aspect of the S album that didn't last much longer was Tony K on keyboards. 
The Hammond organ holds its own in the group's newly energized sound, and is augmented by piano and other instruments when needed, but he outright resisted the idea of adding the Moog synthesizer, that hot instrument of the moment, to his repertoire. The band was looking for a bolder sound than the Hammond could generate, and after some initial rehearsals of material that ended up on their next album, he was fired from the lineup to be replaced by Rick Wakeman. Alright, what do we think of Yes Album? Yes. Yes! Well, first off, yes. whatever guy that they fired, uh, I feel like whoever they got for replacing him, uh, they should have just gotten Ringo instead. That would have <laughs> greatly improved Yes's uh, catalog, I would say. I'm sorry, but have Who you Who is the fifth this? member of Yes? Rick Wakeman? Have you seen Rick Wakeman's um, hair? It is so beautifully blonde, and he's got nice, such a nice, beautiful blonde hair, and he's got nice, like, very thin figure and a bit meaty. What were we talking about? Do you have a crush on him? <laughs> what Andrew? Are you also, That's kind of sucks, bro. You got something to tell? Also, Andrew, did I hear you say bubblegum bass? Uh, yes, you did. I was being jokey because I'm a jokester. That's such haha humor of you. I love it. <laughs> that, that's funny. Did laugh. Yeah. All right. But okay. What do we think of the album? All right. So How about I love this say, album. Yes. Say, say yes if you... Say yes if you liked it, say no if you didn't. Yes. yes. Indifferent. Oh, indifferent. Okay, we're going to focus on you, Cade. Okay, <laughs> so this is usually how every episode goes, because I'm usually the first one that has something to say. But um, here's the well, thing. You have something to say throughout the entire episode. I, all, I do talk a lot through the whole episode all the time, but you know what I say? I go first, you know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, anyway, main point is this Yes album. Um, And... It was supposed to make me say yes, but the first issue that this album comes in with is it has an unusually short length, right? For an album. 40 minutes of... is is short for you? 40 it, I mean, minutes it's is normal album length. It's 40 minutes, right? It's 40 minutes. That's not, I mean... Close to the edge is shorter than this. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of short, if you understand what I'm about to say, right? Um, But when two of the tracks are just recycled bits... Like, they're just the same bits from the album that have already been played, right? Uh, I don't think any of the of the, the short tracks were, like, recycled from the longer tracks. Like, I think, like, The Clap and Adventure, they're their own separate pieces entirely. No, they're not separate pieces, because you've got the first, there's the two nine-minute ones, right? And then the second nine-minute one, right, it has individual sections, you know, like an orchestra piece, right? Where it'd be like, this bit, this bit, this bit, right? Uh -huh. You can clearly tell the when it fades into the next bit, right? And th they do the same thing on that one bit in that nine-minute song that that individual track is. That's just recycling that bit. Like, first off, the individual song, right, is fine, right? My main issue is the nine-minute bits. I'm sorry, but you don't need this nine-minute song. You aren't... <laughs> This isn't Bohemian Rhapsody, How right? dare you they're tell not... me what I what I need and not need? They're not, it's not putting... All, it's not all too well Taylor's version, the 10-minute version. Honestly, though, I'm a, I'm not a very yes. good... I'm not, I'm not a Taylor Swift apologist or fan, <gasps> in the slightest. But I can at least admit tomato, that tomato, she, tomato. Was put, she was putting in a, a lot more effort with, this ten, with her 10-minute all too well. Then they put in with the the nine minute like get out of my house. Listen, listen, this is a good take. Yes, listen, listen, listen. Okay, when they when 
Queen makes Bohemian Rhapsody, right? It is multi-layered. You've got the operatic section. You've got the beginning. Everything is firing off in all bases, right? But the first nine-minute track on this album, right? Uh, let me try and find what the actual name is. Yours is no disgrace. Uh, yeah, yours is no disgrace. Um, it's just a. It's like a rock bit, like a standard rock single, just stretched out to be nine minutes. That's but not, not true. In like a it's clever got, way. It's got parts to it. It's got like a fast part. It's got like a smooth, jazzy part. Then it has it's, a middle section that I will admit isn't really like neat necessary. Then there's like a. A, a power ballad part and then it goes back into the hard rocking part and then it yeats you into heaven mm, that's yeah. the, so that, like, the only way not, i can describe the ending of that song they're just yeeting me into heaven it's not stretched out in a clever way like you know hey jude where it was literally just the beatles like <laughs> what if we could make a very long song right it just feels like here's a very long guitar solo for no reason other than just because it doesn't but there are multiple other songs that are like, here's very long guitar solo. Okay, but so why you like that? You're like that when like Yes does a solo. But what about when David Gilmore does a long solo when you're like hounding all over it? Ooh, what album am I? What album was David Gilmore in, my man? I'm talking. I'm am t- talking about a different band, like The Wall, Animals. He does long guitar solos all the time. Yeah, guitar. Here's I like the guitar solo, right? But like, I'm sorry, nine minute a nine minute song needs to justify why you're exactly having a solo instrument for that long in comparison. And I just don't think they really did that. And Uh, I'm going to be honest, uh, I was coming into this album with a negative connotation because, first off, this is a Yes album that is not the Yes album referenced in Jojolian. For that, (laughs) that's immediately a minus one point off the scale. Oh, yes, because Yes cannot be good. Unless it's roundabout. No. Yeah. No. He's talking. Heart of the Sunrise is, is referenced in Jojo Leo. Oh. Yeah. What about Which is the best song what, ever. What about Owner of a Lonely Heart? Oh my god. It's good. I think that it's is commercial, also but All right. It's uh, good. We talked about your opinion on Yours is No Disgrace, Kate, and why it's wrong. Uh, Chris, uh, mm-hmm. what did you think of the album? Uh, so Yours is No Disgrace was an okay song. It wasn't personally my favorite off of the album. Clap, I'm going to be real honest with you, Chief. I thought it was SpongeBob background music when it first came on. <laughs> I can hear that. Um, <laughs> I literally, I actually had to double check my phone quite a number of times while it was playing to make sure that I didn't accidentally somehow skip ahead to some random video on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I don't have much to say on Starship Trooper. It was okay. But personally, the, the second side of the album is where it got good for me. Because I've seen all good people. 9 out of 10 song. The 10 out of 10 song, Perpetual Change. I have a lot of fond memories of that song. And oh. it's, ah, Jeff's Kiss. Oh. oh, Riley, since he brought that up, you you have to, like, uh, Riley, yeah, you have to make a, a an edit where it's the Sp- Spongebob, but the clap is in the background. What? Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you have to. You don't have a choice. <laughs> so, like, what am I supposed to do? What, like, like, just, what put am I the, supposed to just put the clap in the background of a Spongebob scene. <laughs> yeah, that's to, to, it's like isn't that the one with like the full on like guitar and stuff? Oh yeah, it's that's like that's an right? a, that's an acoustic guitar boogie. I I like that song, even though it reminds me of SpongeBob background music now. It's the worst song on the album. Shut uh, up. Is, it was it that? <laughs> Get out of my house! Like, Everyone has bad takes this episode. No, 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 yeah, no! Like, Venture like, is like, low key. Wait, 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 wait! Hey guys, guys, what about the song from the Let's Go meme? Uh, I don't I, know what you're talking about. A baby song. 
Yeah, let's go. Do do. What are you talking it's about? Like, what has commenced forth? Oh, 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 I get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm still lost. Riley's the only one that can understand Romy. <laughs> I I get it now too. Let us commence. Wait, no, explain. British. British. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry, but when I hear I'm "let's go," lost. I think of the Mets. Let's talk about, about the Mets. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. All right. Uh, I We're think... getting into tangents. We can't. All right, right. I Are think. I think they called it the clap because they're trying to pay homage to Clapton. But I'm gonna just say, uh, Steve Howe, the guitarist on the clap. I think the Howe is a better guitarist than the clap. This is not up for discussion. Puts on sunglasses. Well, everyone's a better guitarist than Clapton. <laughs> you can call it the clap. True. Raise of hands. Who heard of Yes before the Funny JoJo show? I no, did. I need to raise my hand. Wait, so that's me, Isaiah, and Romy. The, uh, wait, no, just Isaiah and Romy, because I'm ashamed to admit that I heard of Yes after I heard of JoJo. I might have heard Roundabout for the funny JoJo, because um, I think it was on this radio show called Flashback, which used to be on in my area. Hmm. Um, it used to be hosted by Bill St. James. It's I think it's currently hosted by Matt Pinfield. I haven't heard it since my hmm. radio station stopped airing it. Anyway, uh, on to the... Wait, no, I think I think JoJo did get me to yes, so... I'm no, I, I heard... Yeah, I heard yes before JoJo. Oh, so that's Jackson and Romy. Is that a freaking JoJo reference? Jackson I just and Romy, you are the old JoJo folks now. In the classic rock. What made me watch JoJo was all the comments in my music being like, oh, this is from JoJo. I'm like, what the fuck is JoJo? <laughs> just... <laughs> Don't you I want to listen to Pink Floyd, sure, man. Don't you remember JoJo Circus? I remember oh. when they played And You and I on it. That was... Ah! <laughs> JoJo Circus! Yes! JoJo Siwa. I love that show. JoJo oh, Siwa, beloved. Show. Guys, remember when Al Roker was on JoJo Circus? You're going into tangents, oh. Romy. I only, oh, know when, I only know when Al Roker was on Cyber Chase. That's the only thing I know. Anyway, uh... Wait, he was on Cyber Chase? Groovin? I we're going into tangents, people. <laughs> anyway, uh, can we put Al Roker in the thumbnail? Can we move yeah. on to the best song on the album, Starship Trooper? That's not true. Yes, it's true. Starship Nicki Minaj moment. Can we stole this from Nicki Minaj? That's cringe. Wow. I but okay. Nicki Minaj. You can agree. You can have. You can say that Starship Trooper isn't the best song off the album. But I dare you to find a better moment on the album than Worm, which is German for worm. I don't know if anyone knows that. Crazy. <laughs> but just the I way. I think there is a best song on the album. But like the way. The, I think they like the way that it just climbs. Fall into the same place. Uh, the way that the song like just slowly builds and climaxes to that giant guitar solo at the end. I I think it's I think it's amazing. That's just my opinion. Take a straight and stronger course to the corner of your life. Make the white queen run so fast. She hasn't got.
Let's talk about the album cover before we talk about the second half. Uh, fun fact, the, the original album cover was supposed to be like, the band was like out in the country, surrounded by like a bunch of giant hills and farmland, but they accidentally got like a, a wreck on like coming back from one of their shows. And the band was like in shock and uh, keyboardist Tony K broke his foot so they couldn't go anywhere. So they had to meet the photographer at his house and he just decided to put them in the room, uh, with a chair and a mannequin head, and he closed the door and he shot them all. I'm just kidding. He just he took their picture. <laughs> yeah, you really had me there for it's, a second. Not, not gonna lie. It's one of my more favorite album covers because <laughs> it's not like their most of their discography where it's just random art. I think the Roger Dean yeah, art think, is wonderful. I mean, I like. I think it. it's good, but like. Yeah, that know. album cover radiates the same energy as one of those awkward family photos. <laughs> of course, because my favorite family member, the mannequin head, is always there ruining things. Yeah, yeah. That's cousin <laughs> Joe, the mannequin. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the album cover right now because it's next to me. But uh, uh, Steve Howe, the the guy in the tank top on on the far left, I I've seen videos of him playing guitar in like the present day. He looks and plays like a skeleton. What he's, does that he's mean? terrifying. He's honestly terrifying. <laughs> he, what do you mean he plays like a skeleton? Can you elaborate on that? How many skeletons? No, have sloppy. You seen him? Very sloppy. Have you seen, he has not aged well. He's a very sloppy oh, guitarist. No, that's not nice. <laughs> but it's but it's true. I'm sorry. Honestly, uh, Chris Squire is my the favorite. Best members, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Squire is my favorite member of the band. He, I mean, I tried to model my hair after him. He looks so. Nice, tall, and that hair is great. And what were we talking about? I'm a Broof guy, honestly. I love me some Broof. Yeah, the Broof. He knew when to quit while he was ahead. The Broof. Right after close to after close to the edge, he quit. Yes, and decided to enslave himself to Daddy Robert Fripp for King Crimson, the other <laughs> Daddy Fripp man. Yeah. The other epic JoJo moment in my life. What would, be worse, my uh, what would be worse? What would be worse? Whatever Crimson does to you or working for Fripp? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> They're both equally horrible in their own special way. I think, I don't know. I just came up with this. I don't know. What if we did like a supercut of every time we say yes on this episode? Yes. No, no. <laughs> We'd have like indifference. <laughs> you said yes, seconds. you gotta do it now. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, Tony K, he was like, like I said, he was outright resistant to the idea of adding a Moog synthesizer to his repertoire, and thus he was uh, he was booted from the band. I'm glad because uh, I don't know if I would have liked Fragile if it had Tony K on it. That's not denying Tony K, honestly, because uh, honestly, uh, he makes this album sound different from the rest of Yes's other albums, which is which is honestly weird because uh yeah i on my opinion all of yes's albums sound a bit different one way or another even though they have like the same like ingredients for for most of them so uh, and yet none of them have the same tones of a guitar going ding well, well you know like when you have like a cookie from the store and then you have your grandma's cookie and it's the same ingredients but one of them's made with love it's that <laughs> Anyway, anyway. So roundabout is the one is the one track they put love into. Is no, what you're saying? I'm not saying which one they put love into. One of them is, and I'm not saying the secret ingredient is love, but there is a secret ingredient in there. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, let's see what Tony K did after he was fired from Yes. Uh, stop me if you've heard of any of these albums. 
The self-titled album of Flash, 1972. White Lady by Badger, 1974. Detective by Detective. It Takes One to Know One by Detective. Yoso by Yoso. Uh, Live Nassau Coliseum 76 by David Bowie. Ah, that's the name of her. Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, Wait, No. Yes! <laughs> they brought the Lead Eye back in the band? They brought him back! Why? This is like Return if, of the King. This is like if if <laughs> if John wasn't shot and the Beatles did an '80s reunion tour, but instead of getting Ringo back, they hired Pete Best. Oh no, 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 Matt. You know that? You know how? You know that? Like time during the Let It Be session, where like Ringo just got so mad and he just left, right? George. That what is instead? No, no, no. What? No, there's like a story of Ringo getting like. Oh, yeah, that was the White Album. That was the White Album. That was during the White Album. White Album. Okay. Imagine if instead of him coming back, right, and finding, like, the flowers on his drum set and the note or whatever, he just finds Pete Best <laughs> on the drum. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That would That's be the so ultimate timeline that leads to Lord Ringo. Mm-hmm. Calling That's it so now. sad. That's the official origin story. <laughs> okay, um, so, yeah, um, because Tony K is here, Yes isn't able to do any weird stuff in the album like they would with fragile close to the edge and tales from topographic oceans an album that has four songs all of which are 20 minutes long that's why oh i haven't God. listened to it yet but that, but that isn't to say that there are some uh, moments of weirdness on the album like headphone users do you remember remember near the end when the right channel just went out for 10 seconds Yes. <laughs> it felt it felt like a Beatles album when you have broken headphones. <laughs> but this was on, on purpose. Did anyone think their headphones were broken the first time they heard that? Not me, because I don't not. use headphones. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what a menace. This is what hey, I get literally like I don't all this is what I get I for having a No, I thought K oh really went. God. I don't always listen to yes, but when I do, my neighbors do too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't always get what I want from Grover. In fact, I never do. Anyway, uh since that I was talking about perpetual change, let's talk about perpetual change. I don't know what's going on with that song, but what Chris said, it was very good. I don't think Chris has said anything in 10 minutes. Hey, I have Chris, not. What you, at? what you doing? What am I doing? I'm sitting here at my desk. Oh my god. He's a man of few words. I'm not. Because, because the words he does speak uh, speak for themselves. He does not need to ramble on like I do. I... He's a man of quality. Do like... you believe in gravity? No. My... No. no. I'm, 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 a, I'm a proud anti-gravity. I'm a... Yeah! <laughs> You know, whenever, uh, whenever someone in this podcast makes a JoJo reference, uh, it's like a personal, like, inside joke. Even though we all already have inside jokes within this podcast, it's so, Kate, who's your favorite it's like JoJo? a third level of an inside joke. I want to talk about the album some more. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Perpetual Change. I find it. I I like the song, like, but I dock at one point because I find it weird that it starts as like a neat little country rock tune. Then all it start and all of a sudden it turns into a polyrhythmic jazz piece, and I can only hear from the left channel. <laughs> that reminds me of that video, like listening to the Beatles with only one headphone. We mentioned that like five minutes ago. Wow, that's amazing. And also, don't bring up Gus Johnson. 
don't we don't bring him up anymore well, for legal reasons. We Gus don't Johnson. talk about Gus Johnson. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I heard that song. I'm sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, but I heard that song on the public radio today with in the car with my mom on Whoa! the public radio. What? Why? It's so. Because it's victory. This is that a victory for like, theater kids. It hasn't like, happened since Let It Go. I can Chris, just it's so popular. No, actually, it happened with how far. Oh, never mind. You know, Chris Squire just, does look so like. Popular. You know, Chris yeah, Squire I, I does can... look like a six-foot frame rats along his back. <laughs> you know what? I, I can just totally picture going into Walmart and just hearing Isabella, your boyfriend's here. Time for dinner. <laughs> no, because I was just trying to like satisfied. drive to the freaking place with my mom, <laughs> and it, she. Here's this song, and obviously she starts singing along because she's like a mom, and she's oh. like, "Ooh, this song's hip with the kids." Oh, she's God. vibing, I, I and I'm just like, "God, I just God, I, I heard I, this song for I want to point. I want to point out that uh, John Anderson definitely looks like the guy who still believes he was brought to this earth via a stork. <laughs> See, here's here's the difference between yes and uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, yes, only has roundabout and the other jojo reference songs while well, we don't talk about bruno is a phenomenon it is the chad of this <laughs> discography discussion as you can see it's it has more streams than all of yes's entire discography this month probably <laughs> which is kind of sad when you think about it i hate it's like you. a bunch of bands i hate you because you're right <laughs> <laughs> isabella your boyfriend here is a more it will be a a lyric that stays in the cultural zeitgeist longer than most yes lyrics. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not yes wrong. lyrics literally don't mean anything. Yeah, uh, I You're read that John lyrics. Anderson uh, found that writing like simplistic just doesn't work out for him, so he writes very obtusely and mystically, so we have no idea what the hell he's trying to say. So if he were to write a song that went, I love you, he would go, the times of the universe is shaded with the, within the grass has led me to this moment here with you, and all the suns and the stars clap with the gods and their purses and hell. Can we fornicate? Yeah. And the answer would be no. can't say that. Throw That's going to get clipped. made up word. Like fucking Katru. Um, I, I can't go over that. Katru actually but isn't like, a made up word. It's Arabic for as you wish. So John Anderson hell? was going Siberian as you wish, which itself makes <laughs> no sense. John himself has confirmed that the song makes no sense. But like to further the, the point on yes, his lyrics not mattering, Um, their most important snippet is literally stopped before <laughs> any lyrics come in. That's literally their most important, like, cultural thing. And it stops when the freaking arrow shows up. <laughs> so, no, like, in the show proper, it, you know, it cuts to the credit scene and, you know, I'll be the roundabout, but the meme just cuts it off completely. So, most people's exposure to roundabout has none of the lyrics. At least people are exposed to roundabout. Funny. Take solace in that. Do you skip the credits, Cade? Because... I, listen I to don't the credits skip for the JoJo. credits, but I'm talking about the meme. You know what I mean? Like the meme version. No one plays the yeah, rest of the song. Meme. meme. Go listen to 90125, you piece of shit. What? He went out and come. Oh. He, he really went out. I'm proud of you. <laughs> anyway. Wait, uh, what? What are you talking I'm about? 90125. 90125 before we, 
Before we wrap up, I want to talk about I've Seen All Good People because it's the only big song we haven't talked about yet. That is the only song I know from this album before, like, hitting in. Oh, yeah, what? I didn't know any of the song. And it's a good song. When the recorder kicks in, you're like, mmm, that's good shit. Uh, Wait, let me just read the lyrics here. Uh, Send an Instacarma to me? All we are saying is give Feast a chance? Lennon, get your commie ass over here! So yeah, yeah. Whoa, cool it with the anti-communist He's remark. In the recording sessions. But, but yeah, Palpatine uh, pulling the strings. <laughs> so yeah, yes is a yes. Are John Lennon fans? I guess we're gonna have to cancel them now. No, <laughs> looks like we're base. gonna have to give this album a zero due to peer pressure. <laughs> I feel like I have to be on the Imagine Redux or if we ever do that, because I was not there, and I feel like I need to be there to back up that album or something. Yeah. I would give <laughs> this a. Uh, I would give this like an eight and a half, but Jackson and Kay are pointing guns at me and telling me to rate it a zero because John Lennon had influence on this album. I need you to do like a quick thing. Uh, what did I rate uh, the Sergeant Pepper movie soundtrack out of ten? Uh, I just well, need it for, <laughs> for uh, science score. purposes. <laughs> yeah, I I'd imagine you gave it a one, but let me just uh, double check. I'll be the roundabout. You gave it a four. A four. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> oh honestly, no. Honestly, came as a whole blur to me. <laughs> But Cage Month 2 will be even better. Oh, gosh. I am dreading it already. I will literally move to the sun during Cade Month 2. Sorry. (laughs) Why? Cade Month... No, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, no, no, no. Cade Month 2... Wait, no, no, no. Cade Month 2 will be even better because it won't happen. No, it will happen. You promised me this in the DMs, Andrew. <laughs> Don't worry, we're all we're just covering actual albums like Montero by Little Nas X. Okay, that's okay. the one. Yeah, that's good. It's fine. It's not that. a gimmick this time. It better not be Cade. It's the Cade Month Redemption arc before we go out on a high note with Cade Month Three, which we'll, I don't know what we're doing for that one, but it's going to be a whopper. Like, thing uh, and Cade, everywhere at the end of time. Probably will not happen. Cade month three. It's, Cade month three and the prisoner of the Jedi. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Cade month three is just us all every episode that month is just a, a review of revolution number nine. Oh no. Cade month three, <laughs> but the only song we look at is uh the uh Total Eclipse of the Heart. But not the original one, the one used in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Based. Better one. I knew right where you were going when you said Total Eclipse of the Heart. I knew where you were going. <laughs> you and me were the same, man. Cade Month 3, <laughs> Cade Month 3 isn't going to be a Cade Month. Vampires of Love, actually. Alright, um... Cade Month 2, but the only song we listen to is Beautiful Ride. Lockhart. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Cade hey. Month 3 won't actually be a Cade Month. It'll actually be just a weird owl month and we just review all my favorite weird owl albums <laughs> Pro- oh. that's probably actually what i'm gonna pick oh for that God. one <laughs> no. 
I'm actually fine with that because Weird Al is a god among men. Alright, I guess we'll go around the room. I'll pick at random. Eeny, meeny, miny, K. What would you give this out of 10 and would you recommend it to a theater kid? Mm -hmm. Wait, me or K? Yeah. I'm... Oh, you. K-A-Y. Okay, sorry. Our names are really close. Um, yeah, yeah, and you kind of cut out. I would give this album maybe like... I want to give it above a 6. Maybe like a 6.5. That sounds low, but it's like... This feels 6.5 energy to me. You know what I mean? Fair. It's like a passing grade. Um, and I, you know, I don't know. Depends on the theater kid, I think. Because if it's like a, like a like a traditional theater theater kid, um, maybe not. But if it's like my kind of theater kid, where it's just like, hmm, listen to weird thing, then maybe. Edge, uh, I see you. Ah, uh, yes, the edgy theater kid. <laughs> the edgy theater kid, yes. <laughs> There's like different uh, breeds of theater kid. Yes. I will go through them all. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, go next to our special guest, Chris. Uh, out of 10, what would you give this? Chris? I would give this album a Walmart in the middle of Paris, Texas, out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least a 7. So I... Meaning that it's a 10 out of 10. Oh. It is a very good album. I'm not saying it because I own the album, and it's the only Yes album that I own. What about, so... hmm. what about Fragile? I'd have to look through it again. That's the only. That's, I only have the Yes album out on display right now. Huh. I oh, own Fragile. I raise of hands. Who owns the Yes album on vinyl? Me, I Isaiah, do. and Chris. Have hands. hands. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, so a Walmart in Paris, Texas, is a ten. What would be a Walmart parking lot in B? Uh, zero out of ten because people don't <laughs> know how to drive in a Walmart parking lot and end up getting stuck <laughs> on the poles. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, K D out of ten, and what did you recommend mm. to theater kid? Because well, this, this is a new I've, question I've, we're I've, doing. Would we recommend this to theater kid? Well, I've I've debated this, as you know, and I I have a riddle for you. It's a it's a very simple riddle. Oh God, um, it's gonna be a complex riddle, what, isn't it? What um, what album would you uh say is worse than the Sgt. Pepper's movie soundtrack? Um, honestly, uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Love Beach. <laughs> well, there's actually two answers to the to the problem, Andrew. And the, the first is one is obviously uh, Lizzie. Is the first one's obviously no. Lizzie? Like, we, we no, we're that. kicking you off. Bye. Oh, wait, is the other <laughs> one nostalgia critics the wall? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Now nostalgia critics the wall. That that would also be one. So actually, there's three. You've you've outsmarted my own riddle. But maybe. Three being the, the, the choice of how many albums are worse than uh, Sgt. Pepper. If you say this is, is one of them. Because I give Yes a three out of ten. Get out. No. I, no, I would no, not recommend no. it to a theater kid. Ooh, you can middle, boo middle, me. Middle. You can <laughs> boo me all you like. <laughs> this is my truth. Cringe, bad, bad, uncool. L. L. This is my truth. Lame. And you will all live with it. All right. All right. Um, Isaiah, you, you'll be nicer, I, I hope. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I'll give this album like an 8.9. Um, it's not the best Yes album. I think it's like on the same tier as maybe Relayer or Going for the One. Maybe not Relayer. I'm not sure about that Relayer one. is awesome, um, actually. Relayer is amazing, just like this album. But. Yeah, 8.9. And I don't think I'd recommend this to a theater album. Um, I'd recommend 90125 to a 
Ah, so I say you, theater album. Yeah, you wouldn't recommend the guest album to Bear a Pop Opera or <laughs> the Heather Albums. <laughs> they would be like, yeah, Ew, no. get this away from me. The theater albums bully prog rock as they go from school and they just follow them to their house I, and bully them yeah, from I'd outside their rooms. To a theater kid. Normie. Just it's more poppy and more commercial. But theater kids yeah, are normies, yo. What about yeah, you? Yeah, we definitely are. Okay, Jackson. God, I've been like bouncing it in my head. It's like I'm gonna give it like anywhere from like a six to an eight. So I'm gonna give go it in three, the middle, Jack. give it a seven. All right, that's nice. I like seven's a positive out, a positive rating. I'll I'll let it slide. Uh, Riley, how about you? Um, I like it. Yes, it was good. <laughs> yeah, we added one to the yes tally. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yes is a good <laughs> word. No is a bad word. Um, nope. I'd give this a six point five. I liked it, but yeah. I get 6.5. Romy? Oh, I give it a 7. I give it an 8.5. Like I said before, I don't care, Jackson and Kay, that you're pointing guns at me. I am giving this album a positive rating despite the John Lennon influence. I can't wait for my for the average to be completely disrupted by my score of 3. That will be hilarious. This is my Joker arc. Bold of you to assume that I'll include your rating. You have to. Okay, it's fair. literally part of the law. If you do it, study. Um, but I li- I like this album. I one thing I like about it is that it puts more emphasis on the rock and prog rock than it does the prog. Unlike uh, their contemporaries like Genesis, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Although yes, would definitely like when they they would boot out Tony K and bring Rick Wakeman in. That's when they would make the the prog prog uh, change. But. Uh, it's it's actually nice to hear like a rocking yes that it, that isn't Wakeman and it's 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 very it's it has very good songwriting even though I can't understand what the heck there's he's saying and the musicianship is definitely something to to marvel. I would say it's as good as like Relayer or Close to the Edge uh, or Fragile, but uh, it's it's just very consistently good except for the Adventure, which is like the one song I could like take off and like not miss. We can we can just cop just copy paste the clap onto side two and no one will tell the difference. It'll it it will it'll it would go well. But yeah, eight and a half, good album, great album. So uh, n- next four weeks are gonna be a bit weird. So uh, uh, next week we were supposed to do a concept album and then Kay's birthday album and then special episode sixty and then a regular album. But Kay won't be here for her birthday week, so I had to switch the weeks around. So next week will be yeah. Uh, it's there's a lot going on. Yeah, I've so, got my performances yeah. and I've got like. But so it's a lot. Yeah. So next week we'll be looking at episode big episode sixty, then the regular album, then Kay's birthday album, and then the, the concept album. Because let's be honest, no one wants to miss the concept album. <laughs> I we uh, don't. Literally, the concept album episodes have like the least people every time. <laughs> it's a concept. Anyway, it's uh, a concept to even have a cat for that podcast episode is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not true. Um, anyway, I should might as well reveal what episode 60 is. I, I foreshadowed this like and like at the beginning of this year, if, if anyone remembers. I doubt anyone does, but hey. Uh, I might as well just not go on any longer. Just tell you what the album is. Next, uh, next album we'll be looking at and our big episode 60, which is actually our big 58, is going to be Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin 1. Oh, oh I love that. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, 
Uh, that was a growl uh. of disapproval, Jackson. <laughs> I'm doing my Jackson magic.